Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew delivering another batch of fascinating news stories that appeared on Archaeologica this past week. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Analysis of LIDAR survey results in northern Guatemala points to a complex state-level system in pre-classic times. Analysis of ancient sea levels around the Cyclades Islands in the Aegean Sea indicates that human ancestors nearly half a million years ago must have used watercraft to get there. Examination of a huge sample of ceramic vessels from northern Europe strongly indicates that pottery arrived there through cultural transmission, not by migration. And a 2,000-year-old Jewish burial cave in Israel now appears to have been in later years a Christian pilgrimage site dedicated to biblical Salome. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue in 2023, beginning in March with a tour to Malta and its amazing prehistoric temples, which are one of the world's greatest archaeological mysteries. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now, here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of December 18th through the 24th, 2022. We begin this week in Guatemala, where researchers have used aerial light detection and ranging, or LIDAR, surveys to identify hundreds of Maya towns, cities, and villages dating to between 1000 BC and AD 150. As reported by Heritage Daily, the number and interlinked nature of the sites suggests a functioning interconnected state with some degree of central administration. Thirty Maya ball courts were found among the sites, with one location containing seven of them. The surveys also revealed reservoirs, dams, and a system of raised interconnected causeways. In addition, the settlements contained pyramids, one of which is estimated to have required five years of consistent labor from 158 workers to complete. The complex and interconnected nature of the infrastructure revealed in the study hints at the existence of an authority with the capacity to organize thousands of workers and skilled specialists. LIDAR is a method of remote sensing that uses light in the form of a pulsed laser to measure distances, when deployed from the air, the method reveals differences in light return times and measures of wavelengths. These data can be used to compile a 3D map of the landscape that removes obscuring features, such as vegetation, which could hide underlying archaeological features. The study was published this month in the Cambridge University Press. Our second story takes us to the Aegean Sea, where new research indicates that archaic hominins may have been able to sail. Greece's Cyclades Islands show evidence of habitation long before the emergence of anatomically modern humans, with artifacts dating to as early as 475,000 years ago. It has long been believed that Homo erectus and other ancestors of modern humans could have reached these islands using land bridges revealed during periods of low sea level. 
Now, new research led by geologist George Ferentinos of the University of Patras in Greece has challenged this idea. Ferentinos and his colleagues analyzed the geography of the region, including a reconstruction of the shoreline around the Aegean Islands dating back 450,000 years. As reported by Science Alert, the group found that at its lowest point over the last 450,000 years, the sea level was approximately 738 feet lower than it is today. This means that while some of the Aegean Islands were connected to each other when sea levels were lower, the islands have consistently remained insular from the surrounding land masses over the last 450,000 years. At the sea level's lowest point, several miles of open water still would have separated the nearest Aegean islands and the mainland. The researchers conclude some form of sailing would have been the only way for archaic humans to reach these islands. Other evidence suggests that this was not even the earliest instance of sea crossing. Sometime between 700,000 and a million years ago, archaic humans are thought to have traveled the sea around Indonesia and the Philippines. Viewed together, these crossings suggest that sea travel was a skill developed not by modern humans, but by early human ancestors and relatives. The researchers note that early sailors would not have needed the skill and brain power of modern sailors. Islands in the region are close enough to be seen with the naked eye. If these sailors made boats or floated on logs, they could easily have paddled to the Cyclades. The study therefore concludes that ancient human ancestors could have walked from Africa into and across the Middle East and then sailed across the Aegean Sea as a shortcut to Eurasia. The study appeared this month in the journal Quaternary International. Our next story features a study shedding light on the spread of technology among prehistoric hunter-gatherers. As reported by Fizz.org, analysis of more than 1,200 ceramic vessels from hunter-gatherer sites carried out by researchers from the University of York and the British Museum has shown that pottery-making techniques spread vast distances over a short period of time through the transmission of social traditions. The team analyzed the remains of 1,226 pottery vessels from 156 hunter-gatherer sites across nine countries in Europe. They combined radiocarbon dating with data on the production and decoration of the artifacts and analysis of the food remains found inside the pots. Their findings suggest that pottery making spread rapidly westward beginning at 5,900 BC, taking only three to 400 years to advance over 1,800 miles. According to Oliver Craig of the University of York Department of Archaeology, analysis of the pots shows that their creation spread through cultural transmission rather than migration or population growth. Specific knowledge may have been shared through marriages or at meeting places where groups of hunter-gatherers came together, perhaps at certain times of the year. By studying traces of organic materials left in the pots, the team demonstrated that the pottery was used for cooking, so the ideas of pottery making may have been spread through shared culinary traditions. The team also found evidence that the vessels were used for cooking a wide range of animals, fish, and plants, suggesting that the drivers for making pottery were not in response to a specific need, such as detoxifying plants or processing fish, as has previously been suggested. The world's earliest pottery containers come from East Asia. The craft may have spread rapidly eastward through Siberia before being taken up by hunter-gatherer societies across northern Europe, even before the advent of farming. 
The study appeared this month in the journal Nature. Our final story takes us to Israel, where archaeologists have excavated a Jewish burial cave that appears to have later become a magnet for Christian pilgrims. The cave was used during the Byzantine and early Islamic periods in accordance with Jewish burial customs. On the cave walls, researchers found engravings of crosses and dozens of Greek inscriptions dedicated to Salome, a follower of Jesus who appears briefly in the Gospels. Salome is named by St. Mark as present at the crucifixion and as one of the myrrh-bearers, the women who found Jesus' empty tomb. Interpretation has further identified her with other women who are mentioned but not named in the canonical Gospels. Salome was a common name at the time, and the cave is named for her. Excavation work to prepare the cave for public access found a forecourt with mosaic floors and a row of shop stalls that sold or rented clay lamps to pilgrims. Hundreds of complete and broken lamps, along with artifacts from the 8th and 9th centuries AD, came to light in the vicinity of the stalls. These were probably sold to pilgrims who visited the caves, either to illuminate the interior or for use in religious ceremonies. Veneration of Salome belongs to a broader phenomenon in which 5th century Christian pilgrims encountered and sanctified Jewish rites. Researchers speculate that the name Salome may have appeared in an inscription in the tomb, leading to the identification of the tomb with the biblical Salome and its veneration as a Christian pilgrimage site. According to Sarganor, the Israel Antiquities Authority Director of the Judean King's Trail Project, once the restoration and development works are completed, the forecourt and the cave will be open to the public as part of Judean King's Trail Project in cooperation with the Jewish National Fund and the Ministry for Jerusalem and Heritage. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Mm-hmm.